Oh, happy Tuesday. Welcome back into another edition of Prime Sports Worlds. We're bringing you a double dose of Prime Sports World today. And on the first of the second of today's episodes, we're going to talk about the Houston Texans season preview as they are definitely in a new regime there for the Houston Texans, new quarterback, new head coach. Uh, new era there for Houston Texans football. Uh, in case you missed the first episode, we talked about the Denver Nuggets and then winning the Larry O'Brien Trophy. Uh, that's on our Facebook, YouTube tape, and our Twitch stream. Uh, so go check that out. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. I'm David Huppin, right there, my co-host, Mr. TJ Hopkins, and TJ Houston as we move into the AFC South. Um, just thoughts before we get into some storylines for Houston. Well, obviously, you're um, year two. Um, yeah, year, year two in the after the Deshaun Watson saga, and you're still trying to escape that. <clears throat> I think you did, uh, you did about as well as you could with all that, you know, looming over the whole. Well, is this year two or year three? Might be this year is your three. well, so he hasn't played in three seasons. Um, but this is year two. This will be okay. the second. This will be the second season. He was no longer a part of the roster, so he didn't play in twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one, and then he was traded this this, this off last off season. This will be the second full season where he's no longer part of the team. The third season, the full, third full season where he hasn't played a meaningful snap. Right. So, and obviously you, <laughs> obviously like you had a shot at. What was it? Um, <laughs> keeping the Bears out of getting the first overall pick, but we 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 thank you for that. We thank you, Lovey Smith, baby. Let's go. His last party gift to Chicago. Uh, let's just jump right into the storylines. Uh, first one, year one, D'Amico Ryans, obviously was the defensive coordinator there for the San Francisco 49ers, comes to Houston, uh, brings a lot of his own guys back with him, uh, Jimmy Ward, um, a couple other guys, with, uh, their names are escaping me right now. Uh, but Jimmy Ward, for sure, like, what are we expecting year one, D'Amico Ryans' expectations for the Houston Texans? Uh, hopefully not for him to get fired after one season because that's, that's what he's done the last two guys. Uh, David Coley got fired after one season. Lovey Smith got fired after one season. Uh, with Domingo Mayans, five-year contract. Uh, he comes from that Kyle Shanahan tree. He is a former Houston Texan. Um, mm-hmm. what, are we, what are we expecting from, from Domingo Ryans as the head coach of this team? Uh, I want to say discipline. Um, I I think one of the th- like one of the things that you know that constantly plagues bad football teams are dumb things, bad penalties, unfortunate penalties, undisciplined plays, undisciplined altogether, blowing coverages, blowing assignments, you know, stuff like that. Um, you give this, you give a guy like D'Amico Ryan's this length of a deal because you have to, you have to understand that this is a process. Like you, you don't go from bottom feeder to Super Bowl champion in one season. Doesn't work like that. And you can't basically what I'm like you can't afford to fire D'Amico Ryan's after one season. Because like do you know what they're gonna say about your franchise if you fire three minority head coaches in a row after one season? Do you know what they're gonna say? Uh, I also think you'll have a hard time getting people to even apply for those jobs. Um, 
in, in general. Um, so, yeah, I think that the Domingo Ryans, he's going to instill discipline. I also think he's going to improve this defense a big time around. Um, and we'll get into when we get to the free agency, but they've brought some free agents here that should improve this defense pretty drastically uh, from year one, from last season to what they are going to be probably hopefully this season. Um yeah, I think he instills some confidence. I mean, you you go from a guy who went to, from San Francisco, who you I mean not the greatest quarterback play there, and they still won a lot of games because they were elite on defense. Um, this also seems to be a head coach that t- the team believes in already. Like they seem to be behind him. It was like they kind of just hi- it always felt like when when John Cully and Lovey Smith both got hired the last two seasons, it just kind of felt like well, there's nobody else left. Like we'll just bring these guys in. And they were never really the solution there for the Houston Texans at the court at the head coaching position. That doesn't feel like that's the case now. Um, I expect good things out of this team. I expect them to be better. I expect them to run the ball more effectively. Um, I expect them to instill a little bit of that Kyle Shanahan running philosophy. I also expect this defense to improve under under uh, D'Amico Ryan's. Oh, absolutely, and obviously, you got it's it's a new era completely. Like you get rid of, not get rid of. You move off of Davis Mills, which I don't, I don't mind, but you have to see it coming. Because in my opinion, Davis Mills isn't that bad of a quarterback as folks are no. making. He's, he's not as good as Izzy thought he was, but he's certainly not a, he's certainly not a bad quarterback. You could, you could win some games with Davis Mills if the defense was any good at all the last couple seasons. And I don't know if this means much, but like you can do worse than Davis Mills. That was true. But, uh, you have a you have a beast of a back and um, Damian Pierce, Damian Pierce, like, and they also have, added Devin. Uh, they also added Devin Singletary, who I really like, uh, like coming from Buffalo. So like you found a you found a steal, like you found a gem and uh, and Damian Pierce. Like, where do you go to? What is it Cincinnati? <clears throat> I think so. Let me uh, let me look at that real quick. I got their depth chart pulled up right here. Nice uh, I don't think it was Cincinnati. Florida. He went to the University of Florida. Florida. What am I thinking of? I went to Cincinnati. I, I'm thinking of, um, I think, what's his name from Washington, but it's it's, it's not important. Um, so, yeah, CJ Stroud, you come in, and AFC South is, as a whole, the entire division is basically teams in a rebuild, right? Yeah. I mean, outside of the Jacksonville, I think they're they're coming out of a rebuild. I bet they're still probably rebuilding. Um, that could kind of bring us into the next question. So this team spent one season in the cellar. Um, do you think they can get out of the cellar of the AFC South this season? Like, do you think this team will be good enough to make it out of the cellar? When we, we're talking about them in in the future, are they going to be the last team in the AFC South next year? Well, for like for for what would you say five years or so, the AFC South has pretty much been. The Tennessee Titans division to lose yeah. with a sprinkle of with a, with a, a sprinkle, sprinkle of the Colts, like the Jaguars, Jaguars here and there. But yeah, it's been the Tennessee Titans season to lose. They seem to be <laughs> in a for sure right. transition phase. Um, I, I think that they can. I, I think they're a better team than Indianapolis potentially. Also, I think the motivation to win for this Houston Texas team is going to be really high because they're going to be giving up their own first round pick to the Arizona Cardinals. So you can't afford to just, you can't afford to lose games just for the sake of losing games because you don't have control over your own draft capital. 
Um, this is a Houston Texas team that needs to be mo- is going to be motivated to win games. I think they're going to be motivated to play well, good football, and I think they'll be I think they'll be better than the Titans this season. I think they'll be better than the Indianapolis Colts. I think they do make it out of the cellar of the AFC South. Uh, I think they'll be not this like, like not this season though, right? Like you talking about? Like, no, I'm, I'm 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 talking about that this season. Well, until I don't uh, because we don't know what the plan is at quarterback for the Titans. I think this is or 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 the Colts <laughs> or the Colts. Like this is definitely the Jags. Uh, this is definitely like the Jags division to lose. I mean, it might not even take much. Like we're talking five wins might be what might, might win you the third place in the AFC South or second place in the AFC South. Because six to six the, wins. The Jags were a wild card team with how many wins? Eight. No, the Jags won the division with nine wins. Nine. Nine. So yeah, nine right. seven. Okay, so seven wins. You're in the conversation. Six might also keep you in the. I think you, like anything less than six wins, you're you, you know you're, you're cooked. Yeah, I, I think the Houston Texans could legit win six games this season, and I don't I don't expect much out of the Colts and the Titans. Uh, I think the Colts are knee deep in a rebuild. I think the Titans have no idea what they're doing. Um, so. <laughs> We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, obviously talk, we'll also talk about them in a future episode, but I think Houston has a real opportunity to get out of the basement of the AFC South, and they're going to be motivated to do so because they can't if, if they lose a like a top five draft pick, that's that's going to be pretty devastating. Uh, final storyline: one area of concern <laughs> heading into the season is I had a hard time coming up with a third storyline that I thought was that wasn't it's, like draft or free agency related. Let's just talk about one area of concern before we get into their draft. It's still the quarterback play, right? Like you already know how I feel. Like going from one quarterback, one young quarterback to another young quarterback doesn't magically fix. Doesn't magically fix your problems, right? Even the Jags, they took Trevor Lawrence first overall. They had to, they had the number one overall pick the following year. Yeah, right. Like, like that doesn't. Like so, CJ Stroud, you got you got your work cut out for you. So you got the you got the pressure of being a young quarterback in the league. You got the pressure of being a young black quarterback in the league, and you got the pressure of being being a Ohio State quarterback in the league. With like the his, let the history show, Ohio State quarterbacks haven't done well at the next level. Like we're hoping our own Ohio, former Buckeye turns it around here, and that's why they went out and got. Traded a D, traded for a DJ Moore, traded for a Chase Claypool, and if you're Houston, if you think he's the guy, I like if he goes through a stretch, CJ Stroud, if he goes through a stretch where it just looks awful, it looks rough, he has a rough couple, a rough couple games. You cannot talk about, hey, we need to get off of, we need to get off him, we need to go get Caleb Williams or Drake yeah. May in, in next year's draft. You cannot do that. Not to, not to mention they don't have their own first round pick, so they, they that opportunity is not going to be a thing. Um, but my my I guess my number one concern is actually at the wide receiver position. Um, number one, number two wide receivers going into this season: Robert Williams and Nico Collins. Uh, hopefully, John Mechie can get healthy um, because he is really yep. good and was really good in college. Uh, hopefully, he you know he's over his cancer diagnosis; he's going to be allowed to play this season in the NFL. Uh, all reports are that he's doing well um so let's keep that positive energy for him um but if you bring in a young quarterback you want to have some established weapons for him to throw to and the only one that they have right now is bobby schultz's cousin dalton schultz and 
And he's only under contract for one season, which means he'll probably get traded at some point this year um, because teams are going to need a talented tight end like Bobby Schultz's cousin Dalton Schultz. Um, But the rest (laughs) of these guys are complete unknowns. And I I, I will say, though, I think on the left side of their offensive line, they should have a pretty solid unit. Uh, Kenyon Green and Laramie Tunsil, um, that's a pretty solid one, too. Um, But this wide receiving core gives me some pause for sure. That's fair. Like you got a like you got rookie Tank Dale. You got from um from Houston, Houston, so he's like literally up the street. You got another rookie wide receiver from um uh, Iowa. Uh, yeah, Iowa State, Xavier Hutchinson. Manoa it's, Brown came over from the Cowboys in free agency. Uh, Steve Sims is bouncer on the league. He was most recently on the Commanders. Uh, Mario Rogers has been a bust ever since the Packers drafted him. Um, so, yeah, I'm concerned about this wide receiver core. It's the same concern you have when when you saw, you know, Justin Fields year one. Um, you know, I hate to always compare everything back to Justin Fields, but when he hit no no weapons on the outside, yeah, he struggled. So, yeah, uh, you have like the best part of the so like the best friend for young quarterbacks is what the running game. If you look at the Houston Texans and the Chicago Bears, the one thing they could do very well was what. Run the ball. And they should be able to run the ball this tough. season. Damon Pierce, Devin Singletary, Mike Boone, uh, Dare, Olga Benwali, all four of those are good running backs. I don't think all four make the roster, but they're all solid running backs. Moving on from storylines, let's talk about their draft. Uh, obviously, took CJ Stroud with the second pick, and then they traded up and in, back into the first five uh, with Arizona to take Will Anderson Jr. I love that mindset for um the Houston Texans like hey we just got this defensive minded coach Will Anderson is the guy we want the hell with picking next year we're not worried about it let's get the best player arguably the best player in this year's draft um yeah <laughs> and we'll worry about it later uh Drew Scruggs center out of Penn State Tank Dell wide receiver out of Houston T- Dylan Horton is a edge out of TCU um Henry was it Toto Atu uh linebacker out of Alabama did I did I get that yeah. Oh, good for me. Uh, Jared Patterson, center center out of Notre Dame. Xavier Hudson, wide receiver out of Ohio State. And Brandon Hill, safety out of Pittsburgh. Uh, but I think it really boils down to the first two picks. What did you think about the strategy for, for Houston to trade up back into the top five to take Will well, Anderson and to sacrifice that future draft capital? It's aggressive, and it's I, lo- I, I loved it. Like, it's basically saying this, like, hey, man, we can't we can only be in the rebuild for so long. Yeah. Like we we can only like we can only be like directional direction <laughs> for so long. Like we gotta have a plan. We gotta stick to the plan and we gotta have the foundation to see this plan come to fruition. So you're hoping CJ Stroud is your quarterback for the next decade. You got your edge presence and Will Anderson Jr. For the next decade um so obviously like like with the miko ryan's your, your defense is probably going to be not a um not at the forefront because because of, of how the game is played today obviously but your defense is definitely going to be more of a focal point so like, you get will anderson so like next year you don't have your own First round pick, you said they that. still have they still have Cleveland's first round pick in the Deshaun Watson trade, so they will have a first round pick in next year's draft regardless. 
so you're probably going to get more linebacker help, more edge help, more DB help, something. And and they addressed a lot of that in free agency. Uh, when we get to the next graphic, I didn't have enough na- have enough list lines on the sh- on the sheet to put all of the people they signed in free agency at the defensive side of the ball. Um, but, but yeah, the, I mean, the Henry Totuotu pick, like the game that sticks out to me for him, was the Penn State game. Like they single hand, like he single handedly took that game over. Like it was a back and forth game, and all of a sudden he's just like, nope, pick six. And this is from the linebacker spot, by the way. He sat, strip fumble, pick six, which both got taken back to the house. And it was like, all right, what was once a competitive game is now a 21-point game because they just said enough's enough. Yeah, 205 <laughs> tackles while spending two seasons in Alabama, 15 and a half sacks for loss, uh, tackles for loss, and six and a half sacks in two seasons in Alabama. Um, adds immediate linebacker depth. Uh, as for Scruggs, uh, so he's a two-year starter at Penn State. He can play center or guard. Uh, he gives you some versatility. Um, they did have to trade back into the second round in order to get him, uh, but he's probably going to be their starting center. Um, as Scott Quisenberry uh, was the incumbent, uh, had a block win rate of only 86.8, which ranked 40th among all active centers last season. Not what you're looking for. Um, mm. So this is probably going to be a guy who's going to be an immediate number one starter. Uh, Tank Dell is a flyer. You basically replace Brandon Cooks uh, with Tank Dell, uh, who's 5'8", 165 pounds, but explosive, really lightning fast. And he's put on, I think he's put on like 20 pounds of muscle since since then. So he's he's no longer 165. He's like 185, 190 now. Like he's, he's nice. Now. Uh, right, yeah, Dylan, he, Dylan Horton, another edge rusher out of TCU, had 10 and a half sacks, 15 tackles for loss, four pass deflections, and a forced fumble uh, in that historic TCU 2022 football season. Um, gives you depth at, at the defensive end position, especially with Sheldon Rankins, Malik Collins, and Jerry Hughes all getting up there in age. Uh, I don't know enough about the rest of their picks to really even talk all that intelligent about them. Uh, Xavier Hutchinson is a 6'3 wide receiver, gives you some size, which they don't really have there. Um, Jared Patterson is a center from Notre Dame. Uh, he played – he didn't allow a sack as a three-year starter in college. Not one. That's so, <laughs> at Notre Dame, so. Uh, I'll take that back. That wasn't – uh, 2-0, again, Penn State. That was Ohio State. I take that back. Because I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wrong. And, and, and Brandon Hill is a safety. He ran a 4-4-3 in the 40-yard dash. Uh, probably will be productive in special teams or in kickoffs. So, yep. Uh, I think as a whole, I love the aggressiveness of this draft uh, for the Houston Texans. Uh, if Will Anderson's the guy you want, he's – if he, is the uh, Los Angeles Rams like to say F them picks? Um, let's build now. We eventually we're going to have to get out of this basement um, that is the AFC South. I love the aggression there. Uh, this is a, this is a solid B plus draft for me. Oh, absolutely! And obviously, like because of the state of your franchise, there's no reason why all these guys shouldn't stay on the team in some capacity. Like there's no re- like like you said like special especially special teams like there's no reason for a guy like Xavier Hutchinson and Brandon Hill who were late round picks to not stay on this team in some in some way shape or form. Yeah, uh, moving into free agency. Hold on a second. Go ahead. All right. 
two free agency, uh, notable additions. Obviously, they got Robert Woods from the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Jimmy Ward came over from San Francisco. Sheldon Rankins, uh, Bobby Schultz's cousin, Dalton Schultz. Uh, Shaquille Griffin uh, came over from the Jacksonville Jaguars after he was cut. Devin Singletary comes from Buffalo. Uh, their main departures, uh, I'm not going to try to spell that, say that name, Okoroko, <laughs> I think is how you spell the last, pronounce the last name. Uh, and then Brandon Cooks obviously got traded to the Dallas Cowboys. I do not remember what the draft capital in return for that trade was, uh, but he was a wide receiver that was pretty unhappy there for the, at least the last season and a half. Um, so he gets to go to Dallas. Uh, and they, But they also signed a bunch of other players that I couldn't necessarily fit on the graphic here. Uh, Andrew Beck is another fullback. Case Keenum, a, a steady hand at the wide quarterback position. Uh, Hassan Ridgeway, defensive tackle from, you guessed it, San Francisco. Uh, Mike Boone, uh, Denzel Perriman, uh, Las Vegas Raiders uh, goes to the Houston Texans. I think he also spent some time in San Francisco. Uh, Noah Brown, Jake Martin, uh, Corey Littleton, another another guy who used to play for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Chase Winovich uh, was part of the England Patriots, I think, at one point. Uh, Steve Spin Jr., who was on the Pittsburgh Steelers last season, but he has spent some time in the Commanders. Uh, but, yeah, they've, they've done a good – Eric Tomlinson, tight end, uh, was on the Tennessee uh, – Denver Broncos, now he's the Texan. Um, so, and they didn't lose anybody that was really noteworthy. I mean, Rex Burkhead is still on sign. Mario Addison, Justin Britt, um, Royce Freeman, uh, who played in the XFL this past season, right? Right? No, uh, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe Royce Freeman, I thought he played in the X- XFL at some point. Um, but yeah, so looking at their free agent class, I think the notable there is Dalton Schultz, uh, really good tight end. Uh, too bad they couldn't sign him to more than a one year deal. I don't really get that decision, but uh, no, you think it's who was in the XFL, yeah, probably. Uh, but yeah, noticeable defensive side where they brought in these free agents that they would have owned us on the defensive side of the football. Uh, what do we think about their free agency? And Brandon Cooks was traded for a bit. And this past draft on the sixth and next year's draft. Um, Does that have conditions on it? I bet it has conditions on it. I doubt it. Yeah. What, what kind of conditions does Brandon Cooks? Water? I mean, if he, if I mean, if he ends up going to the Super Bowl, does it become like a third round pick? Mm. I mean, if he ends up going over a thousand yards. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I doubt it. I, I doubt. I, 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 I doubt it too. So <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> But obviously, like uh, a, a bunch of the guys that you brought in, they are probably day one guys, day one starters. Robert Woods, Jimmy Ward, Dalton Schultz, Devin Singletary. Like these are guys that you're hey, come in right away, show the young dudes what to do. Especially Jimmy same, Ward. I mean, same thing on the defensive side. I mean, Shaquille Griffin should start day one. Jimmy Ward. Um... Denzel Perriman, Sheldon Rankins, all those guys are going to be day one starters. Yeah, I, I don't see why they, again, I don't see why they shouldn't. Like, there's no reason, there was no one on this roster ahead of them that should be taking their spots. Like, I'm, I'm not being disrespectful, but it's like, who, who at the safety spot is better than Jimmy Ward that's currently on the roster? But there was... <clears throat> and the other thing is they sign most of these guys to one or two year deals so you're not married to any of these players um so if it doesn't work out after one season you easily cut them uh, and we'll cut your losses and move on um so I, I think when you talk about free agents and we talk about the Houston texans uh i think they did probably the best they could here um because th- th- nobody's going to go to houston like they're not they're not teams clambering to go to houston because they're not for one 
probably not going to win that many games in season two. It's a front office and a franchise that notably has been cheap and doesn't isn't isn't reflected highly in the National Football League. Like teams aren't players aren't aren't clamoring to go to Houston. No, the the McNair family is. <laughs> yeah, they might they, that might be the most under like they might be the the poorest now that Daniel Snyder's out of the NFL. And he may be the lowest rated owner in the NFL. And it's literally like on top of the team being bad, it's just <clears throat> it's just personal Yeah. Like, yep. Yeah. I, I don't want to say beliefs, but his it's like his personal actions, like how he handles himself, it's just yeah, it's 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 pretty bad. <laughs> but Jerry Richardson, right? Jerry the Richardson family is the one that owns it? Oh, the um the Texans? He, he, yeah. No, the, the McNairs. Oh, yeah. Like, Richardson was the team that used to own the Panthers, right? Panthers, and he sold them. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, so we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I think as a whole, as a whole, I like, you know, getting Jimmy Ward. I, I like getting this the pieces on defensive side. I think this is a solid B-minus free agency class. You said B-minus? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the Dalton Schultz signing. I just think that's he's going to be a difference maker. And he's a he's one of those guys you need for a young quarterback. He's kind of that escape hatch. And I also think it, Dallas is really kicking themselves for losing him because him and Dak Prescott had a really nice rapport that I don't necessarily think they're going to be able to get back with the guy they drafted. Uh, but that's a conversation for a whole nother time. Uh, moving over, friends, let's talk about their schedule as it is a doozy. Um, Although I think they have the easiest schedule in the NFL, uh, one of them at least because of the division that they play in. Uh, but let's talk about their schedule. Let's talk about their first game. Uh, they go to Baltimore into M Antique Bank Stadium to face off against Lamar Jackson, his freshly minted, what was it, $251 million contract, making him the highest paid quarterback in the National Football League in terms of full amount of money. Uh, yeah, they go to Baltimore and they lose. Yeah, they go, yeah, like CJ Stroud, your introduction to the NFL is watching a MVP, former MVP go to work yep. with, with new toys and with, with new toys and it's all, with all this. Song. Yeah, with the, uh, OBJ and Zay Flowers. Um, yeah, he's, it's going to be a bad time. Uh, the next week, they, Indianapolis Colts come to town. Uh, battle of the second and third overall or second and fourth overall picks uh, as we got potentially. I mean, we got. Richardson versus uh, C.J. Stroud. Um, but I actually think the Houston Texans get the victory here. Uh, I think they beat the Indianapolis Colts. I don't think the Colts are going to be that good. I don't think they're going to be motivated that much to win that many games anyways. Um, so give me the give me the Texans at 1-1. I don't think the Colts. I don't think we're going to get um, Stroud versus Richardson in week two. I don't. I don't what, I do you don't. think it's going to be Minshew Mania? Yeah. Um, I don't think it matters. <laughs> All right, the only way I see the Colts winning this game is if Jonathan Taylor just goes apeshit. Like, he just runs all over them. They can't stop him. And, yeah, that, that's that's the only way I can see them winning this game. But I'm, I, I, I think I got the Houston. Yeah, one and one. One and one. Totally agree with you that. And then they go to Jacksonville, and I think that's where the good vibes end. Uh, I think Jacksonville beats them. Uh, they're just a better football team. They fall to one and two. Uh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence gets his new toy with Calvin Ridley. It's just like the, the Jags are going to be a 
they might make it to the AFC Championship again. Like that. I don't. I don't necessarily disagree with that. That call right there. Um, moving on from there, let's talk about they go on the they go welcoming the Pittsburgh Steelers and Kenny Pickett uh, into their house. Um, I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin. I think they they continue to they continue to win. I think they continue to be productive. I think they beat the Houston Texans. I uh, got them at one and three. So this is year two under Kenny Pickett. Um, they should be. He should be better, right? Um, Allen Robinson adds his name to the mix. He's trying to, you know, reinvent himself. Uh, yeah, I think Mike Tomlin out co- comes up with a better game plan. He out coaches D'Amico Ryan's, and yeah, what we, we got him at one and three. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then they go to back-to-back games against the NFC South. Uh, they go to Atlanta, take on the Falcons, and then they go. The New Orleans Saints come there uh, to take on the Houston Texans. Obviously, what do you see before their bye? How do you see Houston checking out these two games against a NFC South opponents back-to-back? Uh, one game on the home, one game on the road. They split. I think they beat the Falcons, and I think they lose to the Saints. I'll disagree with you. I think if they beat, I think they lose to the Atlanta Falcons. I think they beat the New Orleans Saints. Uh, in all honesty, they may lose both these games. Actually, you know, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to. They're going to lose them both. I got them at one and five going into their bye. Uh, Two and four. Uh, after their bye, they go to the Carolina Panthers, and which should be the matchup between um, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Um, I actually think the C.J. Stroud is going to get the advantage here over the Carolina Panthers. Uh, give me C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans to get off the schneid and win that game. Go to two and five. <sighs> the what you call it? The dreaded one versus two matchup, right? Yeah. They schedule these every year, and it's just it's rarely a good game. Um, well, it's usually the one. If you're at like. If you're one and two, you're the worst two teams in the NFL. Like putting putting a young quarterback on teams that are terrible usually isn't a recipe for success. But right, like, what, really, like, what do you do when both teams are terrible? I, you know, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I think Houston. I think they made more improvements on the on the fringes of that roster as opposed to Carolina. Think so? I mean, it's close. <laughs> I also I, I also don't think the the Panthers are done being sell. I don't think I don't expect Brian Burns to finish. I, I, I do. You think he's going to stay finish the season with the Panthers? You don't yeah. see him being. I mean, I mean, yeah, I do actually. This season, at least, I, I think Carolina's defense has a chance to be really good next season. <laughs> but give oh, give me the. Damn, this is at Carolina. Give me the Panthers in a walk off win. All right, so we go, but got them at two and five going, and then they welcome in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers into their house, and I think they get their third win of the season. I think they beat Tampa Bay. I have no idea what to expect from the Buccaneers this season. Yeah, there's no reason. The only way I see them winning it, uh, winning this game is if you catch Baker Mayfield on this, like he's just having a bad day. Like, there's no reason why, even with Baker Mayfield at quarterback, there's no reason why they should be able to stop Mike Evans, stop Chris Godwin on the outside. And they still got, what's his name at tight end? Cameron Brake? No, no, he's not. No, he retired. 
Oh yeah, the concussions. That's right. He just yeah. see called that one just one, one too many. Um, and I, 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 don't, I, I I disagree with you. I think Tampa Bay is gonna be a mess. <laughs> so. No, they they're not gonna be a mess this game. Hey, Vita <laughs> Vita might Vita Vita might legit live in that backfield, and like he CJ Stroud is gonna give him a big dose of Vita Vea. Uh, from that game, they go to Cincinnati. Yeah, they lose that one. Let's just move on. Uh, then the Arizona Cardinals in their rebuild uh, come to town. I have them beating Arizona. I have them now at five, four and what is that? Six, four and six. Because um, I think they beat Arizona in Houston. <laughs> yeah, they should beat Arizona. Like, what what week is this? Kyler Murray is probably still. If Kyler Murray is probably still not back at this point, if he is. He's probably just getting back. They're not playing him this season. I'm telling you. That I don't think they have a say in that matter. Like you, you, you max the guy out. I understand he's a franchise, but if he's good to go, he's good to go. He's gonna play. I got him at four and six. Yeah, they lose to the Arizona Cardinals. I think they lose. Or they beat the Arizona Cardinals. I think they lose their next three games in a row. I think they lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They lose to Denver, and they lose to the Jets in New York in MetLife Stadium. I got them falling all the way down now to four and nine into to the downward stretch of their season. Do you disagree yeah, with any of those picks? Yeah, Jacksonville should sweep them. Um, Denver should beat them. Right, everybody, excuse me, everybody's talking about Russell Wilson revenge season. Right, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, yeah, the Jets should win this one. The Jets should win this game full halftime. It's true. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the Jets in a future episode. But uh, from there, let's talk about they go. They have three out of the last four games are against division rivals. Uh, they first they go to Tennessee, and I actually think they get another victory against the Tennessee Titans in this game. Or uh, they will get two wins against Tennessee this season. Uh, I have them winning both of those games, uh, moving them up to six and nine. Actually, no, I disagree. I'm going to disagree with that. I'll, I'll I'll have them just lose. They're, they're losing. Of the last four games on their schedule, they're only going to win one of those. That's the game they're going to where Tennessee comes to town. They lose all the other three. They lose at Tennessee. The Cleveland Browns come and beat them, and they lose to the Colts in the house that Peyton Manning built. I have them finishing the season 5 and 12. Yeah, um, 5 and 12. 5 and 12, 6 and 11. That's, I mean, like 7 and 10 should be your goal. I mean, a couple things could shake out a couple different ways, but that's still a a two-game improvement over the last season and probably good enough to get you out of the cellar of the AFC South, um, depending on what the Colts and the Titans do. We'll talk about them in future episodes. Um, But, yeah, I just – I mean, 5-12, and 6-11, and 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 4-13, that's what we're talking about here when we're talking about the Houston Texans for this season. Yeah, I I give them anywhere between five. Five and seven wins. Like anything could happen, you know. Yeah, I mean they could they could sweep Tennessee. I don't. I don't, we still don't know what Tennessee's even doing right now because like they're they've got they drafted two quarterbacks in the third round in back to back years. Um, they get they still have Ryan Tannehill on the roster yet they still have Derrick Henry on the roster. So it's not really clear what they're doing with their roster, uh, even though the rest of the roster around it isn't all that good. So we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, thank you for checking out our Houston, Texas season preview. Uh, we thank you very much for all everybody who checked us out here. Uh, also, the teams, anybody checked out our Denver Nuggets uh, final celebration show, uh, kudos to them. 
Uh, thank you very much for checking us out. We're going to be doing NBA offseason stuff tomorrow, um, so you don't want to miss that episode of The Crossover. I'm David Huffman. Right there is Mr. TJ Hopkins. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And also check us out on our plethora of streaming platforms. The link is in the chat on all of our major platforms. TJ, what we do here at the Prime, my friend? We bring the heat. That's right, we do. We bring the heat. And we'll see you guys all tomorrow. You all stay safe out there. I'm about to eat some dinner. I have not eaten today. So yeah, see you, you later, buddy.